All right, it's time for the last chapter of the 2020 NFL preview and predictions, and we saved the best, I guess, for last, man, in your opinion, not mine. But it's the <laughs> NFC West. Yeah, and it's the division closest to my heart. It is the division that, even though it has, you know, Seattle has kind of ruled it, there have been times where other teams have come up and taken it. The Rams recently. I remember Arizona with Carson Palmer and Bruce Arians. So, you know, this division is... I think unquestioned the best division in football top to bottom. I'd agree with that. You know, it's the one that if you have to face, you're going to, you know, you can't just come in. There are no Jacksonville Jaguars in this division. Right. There are no Washington football teams in there, this division. There's not a bad team yeah. in this division. So, I mean, if everything breaks right, I can make a case for all of them making the playoffs. You know, I mean, there's an extra wild card. You have three division yeah, winners. I mean, it's it possible. just depends, you know. But at the end of the day, I think who I have fourth is a team that, you know, a lot of people are kind of pumping up, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. Kyler Murray looked great. He was the rookie of the year. He gave the He's Niners. He's comfortable with the coaching staff. That's, those are his boys. <laughs> yeah. And so he kicked, I mean, to, for the fact is that he gave San Francisco the toughest challenge because of his ability to be mobile. Right. When they looked un- invincible and they were world beaters, he was the first one to kind of give them trouble. And he, I will always believe, will be one of those guys that just gives them trouble if they continue the same defense. You're thinking uh, Russell Wilson 2.0? Yes. And I think there's just something. He's maybe a little bit harder to catch because of his size. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, for the most part. And now you add DeAndre Hopkins because Bill O'Brien just wants to hate right. me. I feel yeah. like it's a personal, like Bill O'Brien hates Because yeah. he gave Jadavion Clowney to Seattle. Right, like nothing last year. He's just making the NFC West richer, man. I think the stuff that is going to cause them issues are the fact that their offensive line is still a work in progress. I really don't think it's that great. I look at it like Kyler Murray's one of those guys that doesn't take off at times to run. He takes off to throw. And I've seen him kind of, he's got like that Michael Vick syndrome where like if you can get a hold of him, get a hold of him or put pressure, he'll fall back and back and back and back, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I think he's going to create plays and he's going to cause sacks. I look at the defense. The defense is still a sieve. I mean, you have some players on there, but they still have issues. Yeah. You know, they were one of the worst defenses. And Chandler Jones is, like, amazing, but he's on a bad defense. Now, right. they drafted Isaiah Simmons. You know, you're thinking that that kind of helps even out maybe the secondary or the linebackers, depending on where they play him. You re-signed Buda Baker. You gave him a new deal. And at the end of the day – you're kind of hoping that those pieces, like you said, and I think it's with a lot of teams, kind of bring the defense closer to the middle of the pack. Right. And that your your weapon is on offense. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the, the strength of this team is on offense. And like a lot of teams, you're just hoping that some of these players continue to improve and just, especially on defense, make those small improvements. Because I think the Arizona Cardinals are just another team that adds to the narrative that this is an offensive league. Yes. And, and because, you know, all their big picks are offensive, like yeah. Kyler Murray. You know, and then before that, they took Josh Rosen. Yes. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, trade it's for all DeAndre about, Hopkins. Yeah, trade for DeAndre Hopkins. So, look, I think this offense is going to be dangerous. There's a lot of question marks on the defense. And I just, I can see this team competing with the other three teams in this division. But at the end, End of the season, I just don't see them being better than any of these other three teams. No. I think that people come to realize, especially with this type of season, you have, you know, COVID offseason where, 
you didn't get your offensive line to get a chance to mesh to play, and that's their worst part of their game. You know, that's the biggest question mark. So when I look at it, I look at it as simply like, what happens when Kyler Murray has to run away from Nick Bosa, and right and D Ford, you know. What happens when he has to escape Aaron Donald? You know, what yeah. happens when he has to face the linebackers and blitzes from the Seahawks? You know? All other, all three teams in this division have much better defenses. Yes. That's the difference. But then who do you got uh, finishing third in this division? I got the, you know, the Los Angeles Rams, you know? Yeah, yeah. I as well. And, and with the Rams, I, I think they're going to be better. I think it's addition by subtraction when you get rid of Todd Gurley. I think that he was kind of relying on him. And so now you're like, well, he's gone. It forces Sean McVay to kind of open up his offense, use multiple backs. Yeah, running um, back by committing now. Yeah, and so I also think that you get Tyler Higby, they're tied in. I think they want to get him more involved. Cooper Cup is coming back. I still think they're loaded on offense as far as talent. I still trust in McVay's ability to scheme stuff up. I think what hurts them is losing Wade Phillips. Yeah, it's the defense where I have my question marks. Losing Wade Phillips... Wade Phillips was probably, in my opinion, the perfect complement to someone like Sean McVay on the offense. You got a young, up-and-coming, offensive-minded head coach, and you just had, you know, the old-school defensive head coach with the experience like Wade. And and I think that's something that, you know, shouldn't be lost on us. Um, there's, There's question marks now on the defense. You know, obviously, there there is plenty of talent on that defense but now is this defense going to mesh better with the offense i mean was there a problem between mcveigh and phillips or something you know it's weird i never thought you know i never thought that yeah but it seems like it because why would you get rid of him i think maybe that they were making moves maybe he didn't like you know kind of trading for Jalen ramsey getting rid of you know players that maybe he thought were better for them right you know I, I truly believe that. I think maybe he was just time he wants to take a break. I mean, he's kind of one of those guys that will take a break. Maybe in a year from now, he'll be a defensive coordinator again. Oh, that defense, I mean, you've put a lot of money in two pieces in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And to me, you know, they have the other safety, Tyler Rapp, and he's the one that kind of ended their season when they lost to the Niners. They just they, they were the definition of a Super Bowl hangover. They really, yeah, really they, were. they were. Because – I mean, Dallas crushed them. Maybe when they had a little bit of momentum, Dallas wiped them off the mat. And what was left of them, the Niners took out. Right. You know. And so I think that was kind of like a reality check for McVay. I think he realized, oh, wait, I have to do more. Because they played and they ran out of 11 personnel and people figured it out. They saw. Without a doubt, McVay's reinventing himself. Yeah, he has Which to. is kind of scary, right? Because he's like young into his, his coaching career and you're already reinventing yourself. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing because it means you're not stuck in a way that could cause you losses. You know, right. I think you're, you, you you're not of, being Jason Garrett. I literally was <laughs> thinking the same thing. You're not eating <laughs> it. I was the same thing. And I think that's a good thing. I think that allows you, you're allowed to learn and to yeah. grow. And you have the talent. I think that talent-wise, Jared Goff has some talent. I mean, great arm at times. You know, I think he can take advantage. I think Cooper Cup being healthy is big for them. I think... Robert Woods. I just, I just want to see him prove it coming yeah. off the injury. Yeah, and I, that's true. When I look at this team, I think three is their ceiling only because Seattle's just Seattle. You know, and, right. and they can beat Seattle. They've had Seattle's number from time to time this year, you know. I mean, not this year. This, this, the, during their reign, you know, they've beaten Seattle. They've blown Seattle out. They beat Seattle last year. 
I worry about the defensive pieces. I worry about how they're going to mesh. And, you know, Jared Goff still remains kind of a question mark in my book. Yeah, he's lost some luster. Yeah, but I still look at this team as a team that if they're rolling, they can beat anybody outside of New England because Bill Belichick just kind of scarred their soul. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, if they're rolling, if their running game is working, their play action is working off of that. It's a competitive team. Yes, and so – I think they're kind of their their ceiling is I think you know ten and six nine and seven is where I think I have them finishing around because again they're gonna be a they're gonna be a very balanced team I think this time I think like you said coming out of eleven personnel and getting smashed the way they did forces him to change two tight ends they want to look like the Niners That's well he's kind of, from the Shanahan tree. tree yeah so I think he wants to go back to more of that but it'll be interesting though thought is that if they don't make the playoffs again. He's not going anywhere, McVeigh. No, I don't think so. But is Les Snead? He may take the fall. Does does you know Stan Kroenke go to Sean McVeigh and say, "Who do you want to work with as a GM?" Right. You know, and so that's big, you know, in my book. And yeah. We'll see what happens, but I think they'll contend for a playoff spot, especially with seven seeds. But at the end of the day, I think the two top teams are just better in certain spots where they Me just too. can compete. Me too. And that's why the two playoff teams are going to be the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. In the end, I'm taking Seattle to finish second. I, I just don't have enough reasons to doubt San Francisco. I feel like San Francisco from top to bottom on both sides of the ball and special teams just has more talent. Yeah. Um, the roster's more stacked. But look, Seattle is a gritty team with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. You can never count him out. Pete Carroll has Found a way to Pete Carroll. Yeah, he can screw it up, but he can really pull something out of his ass, too. Yeah. He's equally as skilled at those two things. And he has rebuilt a defense. Quite a few times there. Yeah. Like, they're you know? secondary. They're backs. They're, what, back seven? He's back reinvented six. that team. Yeah. Offense big, and defense yes. a few times. Because that same team that he inherited at first with the beast mode when he became beast mode was an entirely different team. Yes. Then he went from the Legion of Boom, and then he was now went to that Russell Wilson, and now that defense is kind of back on the rise. Yeah. He's done that. I mean, give him props. I think this team's always going to be competitive. There's really nothing that I'm going to say on this podcast that's going to open anybody's eyes because I feel like we all know Seattle's a contender. They just always have been. Pete Carroll is the reason why you'll win 10 games, and Pete Carroll is the reason why you'll win 10 games. And that's both a positive <laughs> right. and a negative. Yeah. You know? And Russell Wilson is what makes that team go. I think that they do have some talent at wide receiver with Metcalf. Their running game should be better if their running backs stay healthy. Their offensive line is trash, and I think they just don't care anymore. Yeah. Defensively, the question remains, who's going to brush the passer? As great as that secondary is, you know, I still don't know who's going to rush the passer. And this is why it's important, because... When you have to generate a pass rush, you play a lot more man. Belichick, right? right? Plays man, exotic looks. That's not Seattle. Seattle's yeah. basic cover three. Right. Right? They'll do a couple things with their fronts. They'll change things up in the back end on how they cloud and who rolls up and who rolls down as far as the safeties go. But it is not a complex defense. Right. So if it's not a complex defense and it is a zone-based defense and you're not getting pr- pass rush, I don't care who you have. You don't have Deion Sanders or Darrell Revis. You have great talent, but you don't have them there. And I think that's what separates them. I think their inability to pressure the quarterback will cost them a few games, and that will cost them the division as far as going up against the Niners. Yeah, I agree with you. This is a playoff team, but with the San Francisco 49ers in this division, it's hard to call them division winners. So 
I'm going to give it up to you, man. I mean, yeah, begrudgingly, this is the San Francisco 49ers uh, division to lose. Yeah. And and you look at this team from top to bottom, and it is it is one of the most well-rounded teams. This is the most well-rounded organizations in professional football right now. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm just saying from top to bottom, you feel like everybody's in lockstep. They're young. Everybody's marching fresh. This is going into this season. Yes. The Saints aren't like the Saints. I would say maybe are better, but the Saints are kind of like we've talked about on their last legs, you right? Know? Whereas, you know, you look at a team like San Francisco with John Lynch and their capologist Pragmarate, who's allowed us to be able to build this team and get these players on team-friendly contracts that allow us to stay competitive. You know, you look at the owner who's allowed this to happen. You look at, you know, John Lynch, who I think maybe not the personnel guy, but just he kind of executes the vision. He's able to check Shanahan in a way that doesn't frustrate Shanahan. The difference between this and the last iteration with Harbaugh and Trent Bulky is you feel like they're marching in lockstep. They're not fighting. Yeah. They're not, and, and, and Lynch knows his place. He knows what his role is, you know, on this team. And, and, and it is to do the bidding of Kyle Shanahan. It is to make sure that Shanahan – and to tell Shanahan no – we can do it a better way. And, and and the fact that Shanahan respects him. Because Shanahan can be a bit of an a-hole at times. You that well documented, you know. He can be bristly, he can be rough to work with. But I think when you find someone that he meshes with, it's a pretty great thing to see. You look at this this team, their offensive line with Trent Williams and Lincoln Tomlinson, I think, are just Trent Williams is just a non I'm going to ask you a question as a non 49er fan. I know 49ers look very fondly upon Staley. Yeah. But in my opinion, Trent Williams is a big upgrade. N- not a huge one, but it's yeah. it's a considerable I difference think, I to me. I think so. I think I think right now at this point, because I would say this, it's a personal thing. You know, you, sometimes you just you have that personal attachment. You know, when you're at when you see what you see, yes, Trent Williams is a better tackle. He they are upgraded there. This Staley was hurt at the end. He just wasn't right. what he was. But I mean, when you see. Trent Taylor and Nick Bosa go heads. It's like watching two bears just fight. You know, Trent Taylor's a beast. He's, he's a beast. A, he's, he's a beast. I believe me, and I know. Yeah, and they're and his last game just you know, going off is that the last time he played against Arizona and and uh, Chandler Jones, he locked Chandler Jones up. He can own. Yeah, and he can run, and he can in the running game. I think they have, I would say, two of the better running tackles. You know, for like that outside zone with McGlinchey. I, with McGlinchey and him, I like. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson, he's not great. He's not this, but he's solid. And sometimes that's all you need interiorly, just solid. Yeah. I do kind of worry about what Frisco has in the inside. inside. I think Ben Garland will be fine at center. I think we're waiting, you know, for um, certain things to happen. But at the end of the day, the running backs are just, it doesn't matter. I mean, and in Mostert's actually we'll really see. good. McKinnon's got to stay stay healthy. But Mostert is. Mostert's had a great season. You have Mostert. They and you have signed tra- him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mostert and Trent Williams, I think, are your punch. But the thing coming out of training camp, and this is where I get hope, is is the fact that the linebackers, the Niners linebackers are some of the best pass coverage linebackers in the NFL with Fred Warner and Quan Alexander, you know, and they can't stay with McKinnon. And I'm like, if you guys can't stay with him, what are below average linebackers? And you give Kyle Shanahan that chess piece. He was such a big piece that I think he was a third to forty percent of Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan's offense last year before uh, twenty eighteen. So when he got hurt, oh no, sorry, twenty yeah twenty eighteen. When he got hurt, that scrapped everything. 
Right. He was the they were they was, put all their hopes into McKinnon. McKinnon because of what he can do in the pass game. So he's healthy. He's not going to you know, he's not going to carry the ball, you know. You're looking for right. a, you know, a play here or there to get a first down. Yeah. You know? He's That's not the bell cow. No. You know. So and then you have, you know, the wide receivers. And the wide I do think look, yeah. look, as a non-49ers fan looking mm-hmm. uh, from the outside in, I'm not saying they don't have the talent, but I just feel like there's still something to prove for those young wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Because you lost Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I mean, he you was your proven to- vet guy that you knew was going to be in there down in and down out battling. And what are these young guys going to do? The fact that you had to kind of do that, the fact that you had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders showed that they weren't ready. Um, but you have Debo Samuels, who was a rookie, who came in and is kind of now the leader of that team. And he is, by all accounts, just a monster. You know, he is... He's Debo. Right. He's and the way kind of... Sh- wasn't way, just a clever nickname. No. The way Kyle Shannon deploys him is, you know, it really does frustrate teams. I mean, he can get it on a reverse. You have to respect the reverse, which means you also have to respect the play action, which if you have a receiver on the other side that can threaten deep, he should be wide open. You know, and you look at Brandon Ayuk, who kind of does the same thing. I mean, Brandon Ayuk came from the Pac-12 at Arizona State. I mean, they talk about his ability to run after the catch. If you can't run after the catch... You're not going to be on this team. That's right. plain and simple. Yeah, as easy as it. And we're talking about even the freaking fullback. The oh, fullback yeah. can run after right. the catch. We're even talking about check. And so you look at this team front to back, and you're just kind of like, okay, you know, where where do you look at the weakness? The question mark is going to be Garoppolo, right? Yeah. Is is, is can he take his game to the next level? Because I said it at the end of the Super Bowl, and I've said it through the offseason. All this stuff with with. McKinnon coming back and Ayuk and the defense, none of that matters. If they want to win the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo will have to take a step up. He has to get better. He has to reduce throwing to the, the blind inside of those linebackers. He has to test the outside numbers. He has to be able to analyze and not take sacks. He has to be just a little bit better. If he's 10% better than he was, I think this team could get right back to the Super Bowl. And of course, you have George Kittle, who is one of the best players in the NFL. I mean, the guy can do it all. That dude is my spirit animal. He loves freaking wrestling. He loves beer. He's just awesome. I can sign. I can even sign off on those two things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then when we get to the defense, it's that front four. I, don't, I think that maybe it'll be a step slow, but Nick Bosa is just a monster. Uh, yeah, he was at the end of the year. He was in the playoff run. I think he was the best defensive lineman already. Yeah, I think so. I think he takes the role. That, I mean, people talked about losing to Forrest Buckner. And I was yes, just going to say that's that's still a big loss, though. But I think you 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 he takes that role. Yeah, and maybe not so much interior. We're not saying like defensive tackle, but he takes that role of person that attracts attention. Stud, war daddy. Yes, war daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Bosa is a definite war daddy, and so. What you have is, um, what you have is simply like a team that can do it all. I mean, the linebackers, you know, Fred Warner and Quan Alexander yeah. are amazing, and you look at the the secondary. You know, I'm waiting for Sherman to fall off, and and I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt until I see it. You know? Yeah, there. I yeah. mean, he he did it last year. You know, so at the end of the day, I look at this team. I mean, they're just so well-rounded. Then you have Kyle Shanahan, who knows how to catch, you know, will just scheme things open left, right, and center. You have Robert Sala bringing the energy. 
I mean, I'm looking at this team to finish again with like 10, 10 wins, excuse me, uh, 12 wins, and kind of be the one or two seed and compete to go back to the Super Bowl. 